Now today's top federal headline. Shrinking and aging fleets have Air Force brass worried it won't be able to stop well-coordinated attacks in the future. A new study commissioned by the branch's chief of staff projects it could lose air superiority by 2030 to emerging threats with advanced fighter aircraft, sensors, and weapons. Navy bases may be going nuclear. More from Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu. Navy Secretary Ray Mabus says he wants the Navy and Marines to explore small modular nuclear reactors as one way to make their bases independent from the public electric grid. The technology is still in its early stages, but its proponents say it's safe and cost-effective since the miniature power plants are mostly housed underground and they can be built in a factory instead of on-site. Still, in the short term, Mabus says the Navy prefers technologies like solar and geothermal. At least for now, they are more cost-effective and already provide more than half of the Navy's on-base energy needs. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. Homeland Security's cybersecurity response plan has some serious holes. That's according to the department's own advisory council. It tells Secretary Jay Johnson DHS needs stronger connections to industry in the event of an attack on critical infrastructure. The council urges better communication to gauge the scale and severity of an attack. Blue Cross Blue Shield joins the growing number of health insurers who are unhappy with the Department of Health and Human Services. The Wall Street Journal reports it's suing the federal government for paying only part of the $147 million owed to it under an Affordable Care Act program which was supposed to limit financial risks insurers face under the law. The suit follows a similar one filed last month by Highmark Health's insurance arm and an earlier one in February from Health Republic Insurance Company. The top federal lawyer who defended ACA in court is calling it quits. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. Solicitor General Donald Verrilli Jr. will step down effective June 25th. His principal deputy, Ian Gershengorn, will become acting solicitor general. Verrilli gets credit for several Obama administration wins at the Supreme Court, including the case against the Defense of Marriage Act and an Arizona immigration law. He successfully defended the Affordable Care Act. Attorney General Loretta Lynch calls Verrilli a brilliant lawyer and a devoted public servant. I'm Tom Temin. The Justice Department says a key piece of the Veterans' Choice Act is unconstitutional. Administrative judges at the Merit Systems Protection Board have the final decision on disciplinary cases for senior executives at the VA. But Attorney General Loretta Lynch says it doesn't make sense that a federal employee can overrule a decision from a cabinet secretary. Lynch says DOJ will still uphold the vast majority of the VA Choice Act, though. Robert Cardillo, director of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, makes St. Louis the official selection for the next NGA West campus. Four cities were proposed overall. In the record of decision, the agency says the city held an advantage over other options in flexibility and vision of the future for NGA. OMB gives agencies marching orders to improve how they buy software. Jason Miller tells us more in the IT report. The Office of Management and Budget is telling agencies to centrally manage how they buy software. Federal CIO Tony Scott and OFBP Administrator Ann Rung released a new memo yesterday to tame the government's annual software buy of about $9 billion. OMB is telling agencies to appoint a software manager to centrally oversee software buys and to reduce underutilization. Additionally, the Enterprise Software Category team will drive and monitor the development of government-wide software buying strategies, including more enterprise-wide contracts. I'm Jason Miller. And two agencies combine forces hoping to end veteran homelessness. The Departments of Veterans Affairs and Housing and Urban Development are awarding nearly $38 million in rental assistance for vets without homes. It's being provided through the HUD Veterans Affairs Supportive Housing Program. HUD says over 5,200 veterans are currently homeless. For these stories and more, go to federalnewsradio.com and follow at Fed News Updates on Twitter. I'm Eric White. 